0: Welcome, Thor Nimi. This is Sarah Beth. Let's say a short thought on motivation. The template for motivation as it once was and as it is moving into the future comes from Parsha Scheistin. Parsha Shaitkin. So what is that all about? What's the old motivation? What's the new motivation? And certainly it applies to Khinuch, to education, and to any kind of motivation – getting ourselves or anyone else to do what needs to be done? Let's look into what Tyrus says about it. It says, When you're about to go through a gate, from one reality to another, you need two elements. What's the gateway? We don't just mean a physical gate. We mean going from one from one to another, from someone before they're married, after they're married, before they have a a family, after once they have a family. Um, While they're in high school, as they go to the next level, we're always going through gateways, moving from what we were doing before to what we're going to do now. And every single time there's, there's a system to go. You have to transition, which is, in every gate, in every transition, have a shayfet, there will be a shayfet, the one who tells you what the rule is, and then, kumish says, says, a shayter, the one who motivates you to, lo- to listen to the rule. So, classically, the motivator, the shiter, was the one who carried around a big stick and essentially said, you'd better do it or else. Now, he could say it in various ways, but he's the policeman, the one who says, you'd better do it or else. You just, you have to do it. So, do, will we always have that um that shiter, that tough guy who says we do it? What would be an example of that? Somebody wants to become healthier, they want to lose lose a certain amount of weight. So how do we motivate them to say, You'd better lose weight or else Look at the statistics. Look at the health things. Look at the this or whatever it is. You better do it or else. That's the shaiter. The one who walks, Rashi says, walks around with a big stick and says, do it. Now, when we think about motivation, that was a system that was in the world forever. all of gullas. You have a rule and you have someone to enforce the rule. I'll take a very benign example. Um, When you live in Montreal in the wintertime, when you go into someone's home, almost anyone's home, the rule seems to be, please take off your boots at the front door and walk around in your socks. Now, what if you don't want to walk around in your socks? Remember the rule is this: the shifet, the one who tells you the rule this is the rule you're going through a gate you're going to another you're going you're going from you're going from you're going from um outside to inside okay, but who's going to enforce the rule? What if a person feels, feels like, you know, I don't want to take off my boots. I don't want to take off my boots. What should they do? So the old way of, again, motivating them was, you know, some kind of saying, you, you've got to do it. What does it say about Gaula times? The yield of Gaula from the Navi? a shiva Bring back your shreifteich, same shreifteich, the one who tells you the rule, and your are What do you mean yoatim? We mean bring back your shreifteich, the ones who tell you you better listen to the rule or else. Strange thing is, in Ga'ula, the the, Shreif, the is still there. But the Shaiter is gone. He's replaced by a Yaya. Someone who coaches you through the process of coming to this conclusion on your own. Of coming to this conclusion on your own. It's a whole different thing. The motivation now becomes not telling people you'd better do it, even not telling them finish your ice cream or if you don't finish your soup, you won't be able to have ice cream. He's been replaced by someone who brings you to the point where you decided on your own from your own inner will. It's a complete revolution. Now, what? And again, that's what Tyra is telling us. The shaiter is for Gaulus. The yayet, the shayter is always there. He always tells you the rule. The shaiter enforces the rule in Gaulus. In gaula the yayet, the advisor, the coach, skillfully brings you to the point where you, let's say, come to somebody's house and you say, oh, you know what, my boots are dirty. I'm going to take off my boots. I don't want to get your carpet dirty. Or you just, you know, whatever. However you say it, that he wants to do it of his own will. So an interesting thing we see that the world. Oh, Tyra says this. You would think, well, who says the world is going to feel it too? But you see that the world is completely in tune with this. In that, let's be honest, you can't tell anybody to do anything anymore. You can't even tell them to finish their ice cream. You can't even tell them, to, even something they like to do. Nobody wants to be told what to do. Nobody. Not a, not a child, not a teenager, no one. People will have different reactions, but nobody really likes, people may be polite and say, okay, but people have their passive-aggressive ways of kind of, showing that they don't like to be told what to do. They prefer to have it suggested in such a skillful way that they come to it on their own. Everybody somehow needs to be a self-made person who makes these decisions on their own at this point in history. And the world is full of life coaches. Coaches who coach you to a point where they don't just tell you, do this. But they coach you to the point where you want to do this. And we see that in the world. So when it comes to Chinuch, when it comes to education, obviously, that's the first place we look. The methods of Chinuch need to change to bring the child to the point that they have their own inner motivation they may follow the rules for a certain number of years because they're afraid, because they have the shiter. But at some point, at some point, we need to switch over to yayas, to bring them skillfully to the point where, from their own will, they want to do it. And then when they do it, it's way more powerful than telling people what to do. It says, amir Nothing stands in the way of will. When we become a yayich to people, it doesn't mean that we decided, okay, forget it. I can't I can't educate anybody. I can't motivate anybody. No, God forbid. On the contrary, it's the most powerful way of educating, of being mechanist somebody, of skillfully bringing them to the point where they choose this on their own. If their deepest desire were not in that direction, you'd have to be manipulating them. But when we're talking about truth, and when we're talking about chinuch and education, obviously, supposedly, everything we're teaching that child is is in synchrony with their deepest inner self. When we talk about chinuch, every child, in utero, every baby in utero is learning the entire Tyra. And then he's born. The malach strikes him. And he forgets it at least least externally. But it remains his, it remains the only truth that he really feels in harmony with. So when we're teaching him through Chinuch, we're not superimposing something that he doesn't know, we're reminding him of what he learned when he was in utero in such a, what for him was a beautiful experience. We're just bringing him back to his real self. And for that, you need to do it as a yaya. So, all of this comes all of this comes from Parashat Shaysim as we say, at every moment when you go from one reality to another through a gate, and certainly as we go from Galus to Geula, that major gate, there's the Shayset and there's the Yais. And we want to be those Yo'asim, those advisors that bring the world to the point of recognizing Hashem Achad Ushmai that we find ourselves in this month of Elo, preparing for the year, this Rosh Hashanah when the whole world will accept the mouth of and we find ourselves in the base of immediately now. The Sheir is in the nishmas, turn the mental. Thank you so much. Good chayjish to everyone.